do you want to start us off and introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Nick Romico, founder of Internachi, the world's largest inspection trade association. Okay, great. And if you'd like to learn more about Internachi, please visit nachi.org. And today we're introducing Jim Crum. Hi, Jim. Hi. And which business are you from? I own Colorado's Best Home Inspections, a home inspection firm out of Lakewood, Colorado. Okay, great. And how long have you been in the business? This is our 10th, going on our 11th year. Jimmy, what were you before you were a home inspector? And when you break down in a in your truck on a home inspection, what mechanic do you call? <laughs> I, I was an auto technician for General Motors for 20 years. So I was not in the construction trades. I was an electronic specialist, so I had a very round knowledge of electricity, things like that. Uh, it's amazing, though, how many jobs are very similar to becoming a home inspector. We're generalists. You know, there was a structure on a car, there's electronics on a car, there's plumbing, there's heat, there's HVAC. All so on a car. It's all on a car. We also have those on a house. So, you know. It's very similar I, thinking. Okay, so what kind of tips do you have for new home inspectors, anyone starting out in the industry? Well, for new home inspectors, I would say um, do things in order. So I would do all the education first. I would get competent first and then do your marketing. The trouble with marketing is it's a double-edged sword. It's almost like an accelerator. So if you're really terrible at, at being a home inspector, marketing is not your friend because you're just going to let everybody learn about how bad you are quicker. What I would do is I would get um, technically proficient first. And once I uh, completed all the courses um, that I can, um, then I'd move on to start developing my marketing and then market. Um, some guys um, do it in reverse, and it doesn't pan out that way. Internachi is known for two things, education and marketing business success. And um, I always say them in that order, and that's how they should be done in that order. Nick's exactly right there. I mean, if you do a bad job, that agent or that client's going to tell 10 people. If you do a good job, they may only tell one. So the worst thing you can do is jump out and start doing inspections before you're ready, you know, because then you don't do a competent job and everybody in the world knows that you're incompetent. Well, if you become competent after that, it's too late. You've already burned all those bridges that could have been your your clients. All right. Um, What kind of tools do you use for um, the success of your business? You know, when I first got into business, the website kind of gave you a presence that let people know you were really in business. Now we get five or six calls a week. People who actually found us on the line, went to our website, and now they want to book an inspection. So that's a, a complete game changer from how even it was two, three years ago. When I started in business, I did a lot of public speaking. You know, why talk to one agent when I can talk to 50? Uh, do a new home buyers clinic, you know, 30 people you know are buying houses. Well, you became the expert all of a sudden, so they want to use you. Uh, Look at your marketing and see if you can, you know, expand the number of people you get to talk to in one show, and that helps a lot. Uh, So to me, that was bigger than than a website to begin with, but like I say, it's changing. Uh, Some of our chapter members use Facebook, they use YouTube, they use things like that. Okay. How do you feel about LinkedIn and Facebook, Nick? Well, I have to do the... um LinkedIn because we get questions there about Internachi and that's where they seem to want me to answer them. So I do LinkedIn. I don't do much on Facebook. I've maybe made a dozen posts in my lifetime on Facebook. Um, 
I don't do much of this uh, social media stuff at all. Right. I don't even own an iPhone, as you know. I have a $19.95 foot phone, so and I can't text. <laughs> I don't know how to do the thumb thing. <laughs> I type really fast, though, and I'm answering my emails as we're doing this this podcast. We have yeah. a, a really huge message board at Internet. It has 1.2 million posts, and our website has 20 million unique visitors. So that message board... Um, Trumps everybody. Yeah, actually. trumps everything. Trumps LinkedIn. Um, you know, there are way, way more uh, inspection-related posts on our message board than every other source combined. Wow, that's great. Sounds like a great tool to use. We also have a system with our message board where if you're out in a field and you get into trouble, you see something you don't understand or you don't know what it is, you can snap a picture of it, put it on our on our message board. And we have a, a special message board for members that is an emergency forum and other members can jump in real quick and help you with it if you're um, on site or, or report writing and you need help from fellow members. And that's a very useful tool too. That we, sounds great. We have that. And, you know, if you become a chapter member, you know, I get text, I get pictures all the time from our chapter members. You know, they're in the middle of an inspection and they see something. You know, some of the, uh, or a lot of the senior inspectors Will, are willing to mentor like that. It's exactly the same thing as that. We just do it at a real local chapter. You know, they might be in the middle of something and they just have no idea what they're looking at. Ha- getting a bad inspector makes us all look bad. Getting a bad home inspection makes us all look bad. So if we can bring the new guys up, you know, to par quicker, it's good for the industry. It makes the whole industry look better. It allows the whole industry to raise their prices, which is good for, for everybody. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like there's a sense of community there. Very big sense of community, at least in Colorado. And I get calls from Germany. I get calls from Puerto Rico. Uh, doing the, the last uh, uh, home inspection training video, I think Ben and I did like 2007. I've got calls from all over the world. Uh, my wife runs my office. She gets calls from Alabama, Georgia. You know, guys starting out trying to figure out how to bring their spouses in on the office or how to set up an office, things like that. And I know I'm not the only guy answering those questions. So Internashi has a huge sense of community that, you know, Nick took me as a greenhorn and turned me into who I am today. Uh, We couldn't have done it without Internashi. And so we owe that back to the, the community. And, you know, I don't know what to Nick, he doesn't need my help, but the new guys coming in do. And, uh, Internashi needs my help in making the new guys the best inspectors they can be. So that's why we're here today. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Great to hear. So um, in speaking of marketing, um, what do you do for lead generation? Do you have any tips for anyone coming in? Like I say, um, we my company turns down more work than we do. Uh, we're pretty uh, pretty lucky that way. Uh, about 90 to 95% of my business comes from past client referrals. <clears throat> when you're starting out, you can't rely on that. You don't have any clients. So, you know, going to open houses, I know one of my uh, competitors, who's a friend of mine, he still goes to open houses after 10 years uh, to meet new agents. That's a good way to start your business. I think the way to keep your business and keep it going with a minimal amount of marketing is to market past clients. You know, we send out follow-up emails uh, I don't do the uh, how do we do letters, which we probably should, but we send out five emails to every client um, before they've had a home inspection 
26 hours after the inspection, they get another email saying, you know, you should have seen all your paperwork. Here's Jim's cell phone. Please feel free to call him if you have any questions. Down the road, they get another email. We, I guess we say we farm our past clients. Just keep a, we don't, we don't stalk them. We don't bother them. But once in a while, we'll give them a jingle just to let them know that we're still out there. At the home inspection, you know, I have a normal spiel when I get done, talk to them, explain how the reporting's coming, things like that. And I tell them straight out, we get 90 to 95% of our business from client-based referrals. I said, I like every referral, whether your agent referred you or not. But by you referring me, I know I did a good job. If you ask for the referral, they're so much more likely to give it to you. And they'll give you five, six, seven. I have one I've done 18 inspections for. You know, they're, they're referrals. That's huge. You yeah. know, 18 times 600, you know, they made me a chunk of cash. Wow. Yeah, that's great. The way you could get um, referrals from past clients is, um, is using the now that you've had a home inspection books. And let me explain how. I did an inspection for a couple one time. And I had met them the day later in the grocery store. And they were both looking at me kind of oddly with an odd expression. And they came up to me and said, we know you from somewhere. We just can't remember where we know you from. I said, well, I just did your home inspection yesterday. So um, if your clients can't remember you, they sure as heck don't remember your phone number. Um, So I don't think a business card alone works in America because business cards are thrown in the trash every day. But we have a book called Now That You've Had a Home Inspection. And that book is inspection related and it's only $2.70. If you staple your business card to the front of that book and put your brochures in that book and give your client more than one, uh, maybe three at the end of the inspection, um, it may seem like a waste of money at first. But when that client um, gets those books, the extra two ones, one one goes on the shelf. The extra two, they're compelled to give them away to people they know are in need of a home inspection. Maybe their daughter, their neighbor, their friend, their coworker. And there's nothing like having someone who's used you before refer you to a friend and then give you a book called Now That You've Had a Home Inspection, which is all inspection related, with your brochure inside and your business card stapled to the front. That's a strong referral. So um, if I was going to do the program with the now that you've had a home inspection books, I wouldn't just give one out. I'd tried giving out three. Um, one is going to go on the bookshelf, which is better than going in the trash because at least they can remember where your card is. But if you give them three, two of them get given away to people along with their personal recommendation. If you can just get one inspection referral from all of your past clients this year, then you've doubled your inspection business in one year. And if you do it again in year two, you've quadrupled it. And then you can't keep up. And then you can't keep up. So it's really, I think, important to um, deputize the past clients who really think you're a great inspector into acting on that information. Holding it inside their heads isn't making you any money. The way you get them to act on it is to give them something to give to other people. And we use those books. So I've always given a book out. Since we're mainly talking to newcomers to the home inspection industry, can you remember um, kind of the process and how difficult or how easy it might have been to pick a logo and that kind of thing? 
I drew my logo up on a napkin. <laughs> and now Internashi has a whole resource to do that that will make a professional brochure. You know, I did mine with a magic marker. We did a PDF of it, scanned it, and that's what I used for years until I had it actually professionally done. And I, I can't say that it's where I'm going to end up yet, you know, because I was just talking to uh, the uh, gentleman here on the brochure, in the uh, marketing here. Levi. Uh, Levi. But uh, that problem is solved so much now. If you have an idea, they can draw it up. Whereas I think I paid $5,000 just to have the simple logo I have now done 10 years ago. So oh, wow. it's much, much cheaper now to get it done. It's free. And <laughs> it's part of your $489 membership package this year. You know, so yeah. it's it's just become stupidly simple. Uh, and that's a nice plus, uh, you know, because when you're starting out, you don't have a lot of money. I didn't. I had a napkin and a magic marker. <laughs> you know, so that's that was my brochure. Yeah. But, uh, and like I say, it's still really, really simple because that's how we designed it. But uh, I was just watching them. Uh, do a do a sketch now that they're going to turn into computer drawing for a, for a logo and it's like wow that's professional that's a whole lot different than what I was doing as a non artist right and that so adds credibility to it you adds credibility it actually gives you a presence immediately uh, you know the worst thing you can do is print your own business cards on your computer it's you, the you worst. Know what I mean it just it, for it our looks, business it's really bad because realtors are in the marketing business that's what they do they market. So they don't. They may not know one inspector from another or a Joyce from a from a plumbing trap, but they know good marketing when they see it because that's the business they're in. So for us, particularly for two reasons: one, they're in the marketing business. So if we're trying to impress people in the marketing business, our marketing better be as good as theirs or better. The second thing is is that we're in the document authoring business and generation business. So we're in the home inspection report business, and. Your brochure is a little preview of what your inspection report is going to look like in most people's minds. If you have something your spouse made up on an inkjet printer and tri-folded on her dining room table and you're giving that out for your brochure, to me, that indicates that your home inspection report is going to be equally as unprofessional. Exactly. You know, you, you set the bar early. And you either set the bar low or you set the bar high. And if you if all of your stuff looks amateur, they're going to just assume your inspection is going to be an amateur inspection. You're going to look new. Yep. You're you going to look new. And if you want to start out as a professional, you have to spend a little money or have somebody like Internashi design it and have it look professional from the get-go. Like Nick says, you do your schooling first and then you work on your marketing. You know, you should already know who you are as an inspector by the time you start marketing because you've already built up your your education base. You kind of have an idea of what you want, if you're going to specialize or what you're going to do. And that's what your marketing has to tell people. You know, when I started out, I own a log house. I have a lot of log home experience. I kind of specialize in doing a lot of logs and mountain properties. I still do that today. My marketing had to kind of tell people, you know, I was your log home specialist. There's not a lot of them out there. If you have a niche. We have one guy that does septics. You know, he did it was a septic guy forever. So he does home inspections, but he does a lot of ranches because they all have septics. So his marketing has to look different than the guy that wants to do the city condos. So, but it all has to look equally as professional. Otherwise, it's not going to get you anywhere. And don't just take the courses you need to get licensed in licensed states. Take as many courses as you can so that you build confidence in yourself. 
real estate agents are people people. So they can look right through you. You come in there with just a minimum education from some school to get your, your license. And a license is sort of like being up to code. It's the bare minimum in license states. It's not anything spectacular. Um, I would take all of InterNACHI's courses so that you really know your industry inside and out. So that when you go to see a real estate agent or do a real estate office presentation, you yourself feel like you're a really strong um inspector technically. Um, if you go in there weak um, technically with a brochure that looks like you printed it last night on your at home on your inkjet printer, no one is no one in that office is going to switch from using the Jimmy Crom they're using right now and give you a shot. Why would they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And speaking of um, inspections, the number of inspections are basically a constant. Uh, so there might be some extra inspections with move-in certified or annual inspections, but basically the number of inspections out there are the number of inspections out there. Um, unlike Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola company can try to convince more consumers to drink more soda. And so we drink more Coca-Cola. We have, our industry has no ability to convince um, people to buy more homes and therefore hire more inspectors. So the number of inspections is that exists is all there is. That's as big as the pie is. If you go in to do a real estate presentation, what you're basically doing, um, if you get some work from, from those agents, is you're taking it from other inspectors. It's just a fact. It's a brutal fact, but it's a fact. And to do that, to have a marketing crowbar to pry real estate agents away from their pet inspector that they've that they've used 50 times in a row and that they know and that they like is going to take more than a business card. <laughs> it's going to take something with what, what I call the wow factor. So um, that's why we came up with we'll buy your home back guarantee. That if we miss anything, we'll buy your whole home back. Internet, you'll pay for the entire home full price. I've done that presentation for real estate agents. And the reason I know it has the wow factor is because during the middle of my presentation, agents would stand up and say, wow. So that's the type of steel crowbar you're going to need when to take away um, an agent from the inspector or the inspectors that he or she is used to using and to give you a shot. That's what that tool is for. It's a cannon. I would say use it judiciously, not all the time. Bring it in when you really need to pry away real estate agents and bring them into your camp. So Nick, can you tell us about what the buyback program is? How do you get into it? Well, I do everything reverse engineering. So I start with what I want and I work backwards. So what I wanted was something that real estate agents could, in a sense, use to help their business. So when a real estate agent um, is with a hesitant buyer driving around town, they can point to this and say, listen, um, if you buy this house and you use um, ABC home inspections or whatever, they have a buyback guarantee. You can move into the house 90 days later. You don't like it. You tried it out. 
for some reason, you can have InterNACHI buy your house back. So the easiest way to get a hesitant buyer into a house as an agent is to let them know they can get out of the house. And so it really works as a sales tool for agents. You take that combined with all the free continuing education we now provide that's approved for real estate agents. So real estate agents can take their continuing education on an InterNACHI site um, that they need to keep their licenses for free forever. And you've provided a couple of things that help a real estate agent's business. Now they start to uh, look at you a little bit different because real estate agents are um, businesses unto themselves. Even when they're in an office with other agents, they're competing with those agents in essence. So every real estate agent is a walking business unto themselves. So you have to think about what you could do to help their business if you want to get any of their attention directed towards you. Um, and those two programs um, do just that. Wow, that's great. Sounds like a no-brainer. So is there anything else that you would want to tell um, incoming home inspectors about best practices? What kind of success tips do you have? The biggest thing is join a local chapter. Come to all the meetings because somebody will help mentor you. <clears throat> you know, we have a bunch of senior guys that that working with new guys all the time. And one thing decreases your liability because you have somebody there that's kind of looking over your shoulder, helping you out. Uh, but also, you know, sometimes we'll kick jobs your way that we can't do. And we know you're doing a good job. So that right there is a big thing. Uh, like Nick said right off the bat, take as much education as you can before you do your first home inspection. You only have one chance to, to, to mess up. And then you're done. So you don't want to do that. You want to go out there with that confidence level because everybody can see you're scared. And if you're scared, you're not going to do a good job. You're not going to do a good job. You're going to mess up. It's just a fact of life. So you have to go in there with your confidence. You've had to done enough fake inspections or mock inspections. So you know your software. You know how you have to do your, your procedures. Uh, you know, your uh, quality has to be there from the get-go because you only have one chance to make a first impression. You know, spend your money on marketing. The first three or four years I was in business, I gave hard copy reports. I uh, had binders printed with all my uh, logo and all that on the front of it. You know, it cost me 35 bucks every inspection to hand those out. I still get business. I did a business did inspection yesterday that they brought their inspection from 2006 in the red binder. Uh, so they still have it. Uh, you know, so I don't do that anymore. Frankly, I don't have to. But when I first started, I know that was huge. Like Nick said, they don't throw that stuff away. They put it on their shelf. So when one of their buddies is looking for a home inspection, they pull it off the shelf and they show it to them. So things like that are going to differentiate you from somebody else and, uh, you know, help you continue, you know, to move on. Like I said, right off the bat, do not expect that, you know, phone to start ringing just because you buy business cards, just because you get a phone number. Uh, you know, work on your website presence. Uh, if you... You don't, I don't care where you buy your home inspection software, but I know Dominic with Home Inspector Pro also does website optimization. Uh, he's very good at it. Uh, so things like that. There's a lot of affiliate sources that InterNACHI has that you can use. Uh, we have conventions. There's going to be one, I believe, in October. Go to that. You'd be just amazed how many people you meet there that can help you succeed. There's office management stuff. There's, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel like I tried to do when I started the business. 
you know, there's already it's already been invented. Everything from scheduling to software. Everything's done. Everything's done. Marketing. We do all the logo designs, marketing brochures, rack cards. Everything's industry is pretty developed. It's all developed now. Unlike 10, 15 years ago, somebody's already invented pretty much everything we need. You might tweak it a little to make it your way, but it's much easier and cheaper to tweak it than it is to start all over and pay somebody to do all this work that's already done again. And one of the nice things about our local chapter, at least, is that we go out with each other. So even veterans go out with other veterans for a day. If they have nothing to do, help them. And they learn tips and tricks from each other and help each other uh, get better. And I would encourage um, that if you don't have a local chapter near you, that you form one. You can form one. It costs nothing. Bring in a few guys and more heads are better than one. So um, always be um, willing to go out with another inspector. Even if you're a veteran, you'll learn. um, Everybody can learn something from everybody. You can learn from the worst guy in your chapter. You can learn from the worst guy in your chapter. He he has a different life expect than you do. Yes, he knows something that we don't. Yep. Everybody knows. You can learn from your clients. You you know, you they, they say that, you know, the day you quit learning, you die. If you have that motto, you believe it, uh, you know, you'll constantly learn. You know, I learned from clients yesterday. Um, you know, so it's it's just a fact of life. The other thing is be prompt. You know, I've had many bad bosses in my life. I've only had a few good ones. But one of my best bosses had a sign above his desk that said, I, I operate on Lombardi time. You're late when you're 15 minutes early. I try to be 15 minutes early to every home inspection. One, I don't want to be the last guy showing up. Two, they shouldn't be waiting for me to put on my outside boots. They shouldn't be waiting on me to get my gear set up. I should be ready to go when they walk in the door. And three, if you happen to run into some traffic, you set yourself up to be early so those little traffic jams don't mess you up. Uh, You know, nobody likes it when you pull up late. You know, I've done 6,000 some odd inspections and I've been late to three of them. One of them, I had a, a flight delay and I was sitting in Utah. The other two were weather, and I called my clients 15 minutes before the inspection let them know I was going to be late. So there is forgiveness if you let them know, but just showing up two, three minutes late, you're late. And uh, it's not acceptable in our business because they're sitting there waiting on you to get started. A seller vacated their home. You know, all those things happen in order. And if you're late, it throws everything off. So be professional, be prompt. Okay. Nick, can you tell us about how to join InterNACHI and how to access some of the education? Well, once you join InterNACHI, it's pretty easy to join. Um, Your life changes because you have access to 235,000 pages of fun. You'll never have an evening where you have nothing to do. You can always be either improving your business technically, uh, uh, your skill sets in other words, or you can be improving your business financially with marketing and business success. Um, every night, if you're willing to shut that TV off and get on InterNACHI's website, we have something for you to do. Um, I will never, ever let any of my members catch us. In other words, as you know, we have 31 employees here all day long. They're creating stuff, programs, and, and things to do for members. And um, we never want anybody to say, you know, I've just done everything in InterNACHI and I'm I'm all done. There's nothing more internet she has to offer. Every day we post on our what's new uh, section, some new things that we have. And uh, you should never be bored. 
um, in this business. And, he, and I'll make sure at Internet you'll never be bored if you're on our website. Awesome. Great. So that's natchi.org forward slash join to join. And then the education is at natchi.org forward slash education. Pretty straightforward. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? Um, well, answer your phone and answer your emails. Um, I know you guys listening to this podcast aren't going to believe it, but I've been answering my emails the whole time I've been doing this podcast. Am I right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, sit here and answer my emails. So you have to, um, in the same way that Jimmy talked about being on time, you have to be prompt in everything. And that includes um, getting back to your clients and getting, and certainly getting back to your potential clients um, that you're trying to uh, convert into scheduled inspections. Remember, Conversion is everything in this business. You could do all the marketing you want and get your phone to ring like crazy. But if you don't convert those phone calls into scheduled inspections, you're not making any money. You wasted all that money marketing. You're going backwards. So you want to be able to get, um, you want to be able to answer your phone, answer your emails, get back to your clients and, um, and schedule those inspections. Book that calendar full. If I can add something to that, uh, the quicker you quit answering your own phone, for, for billing or for uh, booking an inspection, the more successful you're going to be. Uh, if you're out in an inspection, say on a roof, you're going to try to book an inspection in 30 seconds. And you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. Versus the person who has their spouse or has somebody else answering their phone for them that's going to take 10 minutes and tell them why they should hire you. Right. Uh, when my wife started answering our phones, we went from a 33% booking rate to a 98% booking rate. So you book almost then, every call that comes in. Then we dropped down to about a 70 because we couldn't keep up. She was having so many phone calls that we were booked 10 days out in advance and they only had a week notice. So then she started sending them quotes even when we couldn't make their time frame. And lo and behold, they'd bump out their time frame because she had convinced them they wanted to use us and they didn't care how long they had to wait. They wanted to use us. I couldn't have done that while I was on the roof. Or in a crawl space. I, or it dealing with isn't, another client. isn't possible. If you have to answer your phone, which I do not suggest, at least have somebody else leave your voice message. You sound bigger than you are. It sounds much more professional. If you want that professional presence, if you want to compete with professionals, you have to act like a professional. And that's having somebody answer your phone professionally. And when you're trying to work... And you're trying to do that. To me, it's a bad day when I answer my phone. You know, I'll answer my cell phone all the time, but we don't market my cell phone. So, you know, and when I'm in inspection, I tell my clients, I take phone calls at the inspection. I try to keep them down to a minute or two because you might be at a closing table and you might need to talk to me. To book an inspection, you call my office. And uh, like I say, it's changed. Uh, our percentage of booking is just huge. You know, if we could do more inspections, we'd book more inspections. You've pulled back a little bit and given yourself we a little pulled break, back. right? One of my guys got hurt. You don't even work Fridays, do you? I do eight inspections a week. I take Monday mornings off, Friday afternoons off, and I'm going to the lake tonight. So you take Monday morning, <laughs> off, Monday morning off and Friday afternoons. That sounds yeah. basically a long weekend. Yep. Yeah. So you make and, long uh, weekends. Yep. Try to make long weekends. Because you love water. Am I right? I'm a water sports You're person. You're a guy who lives in the middle of the country, Colorado, but loves water. Yep. So. And uh, every chance I get, I'm on the water on in the water or under the water. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's we, we couldn't do that, you know. The other thing about having somebody else answer your phone is it, it, for some reason, 
it allows you to charge more. Uh, the perception is when you answer your own phone, you don't have any debt. You don't have any bills. You're just a one-man show that's going to show up with a screwdriver, a flashlight, and a truck. All of a sudden, when you have an office or an office girl or an office guy answering the phones, you become a company. A company has to charge more than that one guy does. And I know our billing rate went up probably 20%. Plus, our booking rate went way, way up. So, you know, every year we raise our fees. We keep expecting to lose work because of it and just never see Also, there's, there's probably a couple other reasons you shouldn't answer your phone. One is if you're not really good on a phone. I know a lot of people that just are terrible on the phone and they have no business answering the phone. Um, they're great at email where they can think about an answer for a little bit, but they're just not that quick on the phone. They're not good at... Um, telling a, a client that whatever their their project is, that they're able to handle it with confidence. They don't sound confident on the phone. You should listen to yourself. You should let your family members listen to you answer um, a couple of phone calls. And maybe um, you should be fired and get somebody else in there to do it. We're in the communications business. So that would be another reason that you might want to have um, someone else answer the phone um, as well. <laughs> Thank you.